0: Hi, welcome to episode 5 of Walk to Work, a podcast where I apparently ramble on incoherently about music and dance for 15 minutes on my way to work. Uh, So now in the last episode we started part 1 of a probably 3 part uh, series on body mechanics and dancing, and more specifically partner dancing. And I uh, came from a blog post I wrote uh, A few months back, where I was describing the 10 ways in which working on body mechanics can improve your partner dancing, and this uh, series of podcasts, uh, the goal is to uh, go into a little bit more detail on each of these points. So we had point one was movement becomes more effortless. Point two, uh, we uh, look better, and in point two what I forgot was, uh, so there's kind of a thing of lines and poses in dance, uh, the, the end of your movement and the point where you move to somewhere else. And then there's the way of getting there and the way of transitioning between movements. and I think good body mechanics uh, give a, a, an effortless path for transition between poses or between positions or between lines and that also helps. Then number three was um, partnering. And so lead follow, the, the way lead follow works, I was describing uh, you, the lead uh, does a movement with their body, the follow tracks that movement and then matches that movement. And the lead is then tracking the follow's movement uh, in order to know where, where they're at and when they're ready for something new. Or if they're together at that point or slightly offset, whatever. Uh... And the the, the body mechanics thing is uh, a way of, if you're moving with good body mechanics, as I was saying, it sort of makes sense, it's coherent. Um, But also it's it's ingrained in your body. And so that really allows you to exploit your body's natural tendency to mimic, both for leads and follows. Like, if my follow takes a slightly bigger step, I know about it, and I'm going to adjust somehow and I can do that uh, very subconsciously. Uh, And so what it does is, although it kind of allows a pure leading and following, what it, it doesn't mean that you have to do the pure leading and following. It means that you can let the pure leading and following happen as a um, default that you don't really have to think about very hard. And then you can uh, divert most of your attention towards actually dancing uh, and co-creating. And so I think some people tend to think of, oh, if you're working on a thing that works towards purely following, then you just get a very mechanical dance. But you you don't, You um, you you get the basis for a very creative dance because you don't have to think about the mechanical part. So number four, four is proprioception. So proprioception is awareness of where our own body is in space and that was really important because often, so I remember when I was like 10, I went to a regular health checkup with a doctor and uh, he asked me to stand up straight for some reason. Um, and my perception of stand up straight was basically to lean my back backwards. And then, when I was asked to stand up straighter, I lent it back further. And so, yeah, basically, I had no idea of what straight meant in this context. Uh, And I'll get on later to why stand up straight is a terrible thing to ask anyone to do anyway. Uh, But here is just the point that I really didn't know what my body, where my body was in space. And so, if you're working on dance and working on movement that you need for partnering, uh, there's a slight lack. Of uh, tolerance in there, in that uh, if I'm solo dancing and I don't exactly, uh, I'm not where I think I am, it's only my problem to deal with. Whereas if I'm partner dancing and I'm not where I think I am, then uh, it can make the whole uh, partnering thing break down uh, and just not work anymore so well. Or, yeah, not so much that it doesn't work, but it doesn't work so well. Um, so yeah, um, in kind of part of a cycle of I try to do a movement and when I do the movement I get feedback on whether the movement is the movement I've done or not. You can use mirrors, you can use cameras, but the most important tool to use is proprioception uh, and being aware of uh, what you're doing and also having certain goals. If you have um, biomechanical goals, you'll have uh, functional uh, goals that you can feel, sort of where does my balance come from? Does my balance come from a point of relaxation or does my balance come from a point of tone and tension? Uh, most likely in most situations you want the uh, the relaxation rather than the tension. The proprioception thing also uh, feeds into the partnering thing. If I'm aware of how my own spine is uh, stretched or twisted or actioned, I can also be aware through the connection, so through the, the physical contact of where my partner's spine is in space and I can make choices that reflect that knowledge and so proprioception and partner proprioception it was number four. Number five is um, a shared vocabulary, no, no, number five is learning by imitating, yes. So. Here we get to the infamous crossing the road with cars section. Spoiler alert, I crossed over uh, and I survived. So uh, when we want to copy someone's movement, uh, I think it's a little bit like uh, when uh, we're hearing someone uh, talk. So, if we want to say the same thing that someone said, we have a bunch of different stages of doing it. We can try to make exactly the same sounds. So we would use their voice, we would use their accent, we would use their words, and we would say uh, exactly the same thing. We could go for keeping the accent, keeping the words, um, but not trying to use the same voice, using our own voice. And we could also go for just um, keeping the words and using our own accent, or even uh, keeping the meaning and using our own words uh, and syntax. This is not at all an annoying JCB machine thing. And we're back. And for dance, it's a little bit the same. Uh, The the, the boundary between what is words, what is syntax, what is accent, and what is voice are a little bit unclear. Um, But somehow, uh, biomechanics functions as kind of the... the Body mechanics functions as the underlying thing that you can uh, probably do uh, the same way as anyone else can. So if someone's movement is... Uh, to lower the left hand side of their pelvis um, and then transition over onto their right femur head, uh, rotate their spine, lever off the femur head, take a step forward uh, and then release into a quarter turn pivot. We can all use uh, those movements in that order. And if we do it with our own body, so some people might uh, have a very uh, wide range of movement in their lowering their hip, and it would stylize it in a certain way that's inaccessible to us. And so rather than forcing through that, we can see, oh, functionally this is what they did. Uh, And they made sure to keep the balance on their right femur. So if I try to imitate them and I have to compromise by going off my right femur, then I can't do that movement. So you can do kind of the same movement without the voice, and possibly without the accent, uh, or by adding your own voice and accent on top if that's your thing. Um, Yeah, so it it gives you a way to take something that's in someone else's body and put it in your body in a way that it is the same in a certain way, uh, and in a way that's respectful of of your own body, of your own... uh, aptitude and preferences for movement. Number six is a vocabulary. So it gives us a vocabulary for talking about dance in a way that's kind of neutral uh, because you don't have to be in the specific vocabulary of what do I mean by a fishtail, which is a good thing probably to know if you're dancing blues. Uh, and to, to have some idea of what other people mean by fishtail but uh, if you go down to the kind of pure body mechanics of it, um, you can differentiate between the different kinds of fishtail uh, by just describing them in um, dance style neutral terms which probably carries some uh, problematic aspects but we'll not get into that. Um, Uh, and, and yes that that uh the, is there more to have to say about that one? I guess probably not really. yes, words you can use them and uh seven is posture, so posture is a whole big thing uh generally, it would be probably fair to say that uh, for one, a lot of our posture uh, for people who live in Western society, have, uh, go to school, have jobs in an office, hello cars, bye bye cars, is that uh, we have postures that are optimized for stability. Um, the idea we we, we we figure out postures that allow us to um, use minimal effort in situations where we're not moving. And then in situations when we are moving, the the habits of posture that we have are are less uh, useful. And so one of the the ideas of what is good posture is that good posture is functional for movement. And so if you're practicing uh, body mechanics for movement, uh, the, the, the result will be that your overall posture will be a posture that is poised and ready and in balance for movement rather than stable and uh, unready for movement because it's ready for stillness. So generally, and the other side of posture is that the, 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 the ideas that we have in mind about what constitutes good posture um, tend to A, be limiting of our movement, and B, be quite limiting of our posture. So for example, as I was saying earlier, stand up straight. Stand up straight, what, for one, what does that mean? For two, the spine is supposed to be curved, so any cue that says that your spine should be straight is a bit of a concerning cue. Um, So yeah, it gives you also uh, the confidence kind of to, again, escape the local minima of um, what we consider good posture. More cars, bye-bye cars. Um, and to find a uh, more uh, functional posture that allows movement and gives you the map uh, for that of thinking, oh, probably my pelvis can relax in your neutral position, uh, probably my lower back can have more presence towards uh, the back, probably my shoulders can be more expanding, uh, probably my back can be more lengthening, and um, yeah. That's a huge change for me. Like looking at pictures of me uh, dancing from five, ten years ago, <laughs> it's kind of amusing. So that was, uh, we had number four was uh, proprioception and partner's proprioception. Number five was uh, imitating other people, learning by watching other people. Number six was having a vocabulary to talk about movement, to talk about dance. And number seven, is uh, it improves your everyday posture uh, and just general everyday movement and outlook on life to a certain extent. Uh, Yeah, and next episode we will do the last three and try to come to some semblance of conclusion. Until then, have a great day. Take care.